Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I've said this way too many times. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. The boy who lived. Come to die. Well, no, like... <laughs> James is the one with like, the... <laughs> he's got the scar on I right know. Now. We're not there yet. We're not at James. <laughs> we didn't even introduce him yet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, now we're, hello. Just, uh, we're really free-balling this one. Yeah. He's the only one that dressed up for us. James, our uh, illustrious guest who is... Co- Joined us on these four episodes. Got his Ravenclaw claw robe. Yeah, just, just look at the lengths he went for yeah. us here. This is amazing. The most I did. I bought this robe. I'm billing it to you guys, right? <laughs> you cover expenses. What? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, we live in uh, Europe now. Well, this is our final episode in our four port series. Four port. Four, four part port. series. There's four ports on my computer. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, we got Deadly Hallows Part One and Two. Yeah, and uh, I think we've uh, done enough bullshitting around here, so uh, let's just get right to it. I'm Danny. So, we um, all watched (laughs) Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2. We definitely did all of our homework on this one. Well, some of us did. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Deathly Hollows Part 1. it's, yeah, it's like a it's, lot of setup. It's a movie. It's a lot of setup for uh, the the it's, finale yeah. and everything that happens in that. See how, how I describe this movie is more of like it's a. How I gotta turn off low battery mode because it keeps turning off on me. Um, I describe this one as like Fellowship of the Ring kind of thing. It's just kind of like a road trip movie. It's all about character development oh, yeah. and it's like getting to like deep dark like what like because we haven't been because we couldn't like explore like these dark like emotions and like how everyone's like feeling. When they were kids, You're like they, this is like their lowest point, right? Yeah. So and since David Yates took over with Order of the Phoenix, it's just gotten progressively darker yeah. and darker and darker, and I love it. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the opening scene is uh, Voldemort torturing a Muggle. So, like, or is it a teacher? I forget if it's a. Um, well, I mean, part of that's the- actually not the opening scene, oh, the- but um, she is a Muggle lover. Oh, okay. So she's, she's not a teacher. This isn't. Um, bones. Um, whatever bones. She's some person. Okay, unimportant. <laughs> she dies right away. And yeah, and or maybe she is a teacher. Yeah, no, she's a teacher. Yeah, that's right. She's, she's the Muggle Studies teacher. Well, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not the opening. Opening. The opening starts with like a montage of like Hermione fucking wiping her parents' memory. And oh, everything. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. That was. It actually starts with a intimidating as hell message from Rufus Scrimgeour, aka Bill Nye. Oh, I knew it was somebody that I recognized. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. He's got. He's oh, actually has yeah. hair though, instead yeah. of like you know. I always know him as the. The um, Victor from the Underworld series. Mm. He's like the evil. James, do you know anything about that? No. <laughs> I, I know him from Love Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in that. I know him also from Shaun yeah. of the Dead, where he plays the dad, where they hit him with the shovel a bunch of times. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Knock out, dad. And then we'll be on our way. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, I like that, like, there's still sort of a good uh, minister of magic. Like in oh, the, he dies right away. Yeah, I know. He he gets replaced yeah. by like a puppet, like uh, you know, minister halfway through the movie. But you know, yeah. it's good that it's like, like a little bit like it's, he's like they're still trying to do good. Still hope. Yeah, but and then no. then it's dashed no, really no, quickly. That's pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah, but I like the whole Hermione wiping everyone's memories because like it's her family is like. Like she's really choosing her wizard family over her actual family now, mm-hmm. and I think that's like more of a significant thing 
because we don't really get to see into the into the mind of Harry or um, Hermione and Ron too often, and that's that's kind of like saying a lot, like you know, because she's like really jump taking the jump, you know. Yeah, these two both get a lot of screen time and a lot of development in these two movies, and yeah, for the most part, it's all really well done. Um, I have no complaints. Complaints. <laughs> complaints. I can't pronounce my words today i think this is one of the examples of something the movie does better than the Mm -hmm. books is hedwig's death Mm -hmm. hedwig's death i think was well done poetic but you know not uh derails from the plot too much or what's going on whereas in the book it's like almost like a, a a second thought like it's not given any mention it's just yeah. she's in a cage in the book mm-hmm. and just dies in the cage. She just takes a shot and oh, yeah, that makes me sad. Dies. So there's um my old roommate. Uh, he had a uh, he had a bird that uh you know that we we would have to watch or like he said he told he told us not to feed him like when he's gone, but he would always go to like Lake Placid or something for like like a couple weeks and like so we just kind of took the bird as like an afterthought and then one day it wasn't chirping and it was just dead in the cage bro you killed the fucking bird i'm like if he told us like like <laughs> no i thought he like because he, he he worked he worked nights so that he would come home in the middle of the night i thought he would feed him then so like but like yeah he just he, he died my board so bad my board my, i want my, my board my board yeah but it's almost like in the movie though that um hedwig and moody's like sacrifices they got switched because of, like i didn't read the books but moody's is almost like an afterthought in the movie they're just like Moody died. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, really. You know, true. Yeah, because like, like, it's, he's such it's a cool pretty similar in the book where it's just oh shit. Uh, what's his face? Um, the the bad the the oh my god, what's his name? Fenrir. No, the douchey guy. Uh, Mundungus Fletcher. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mundungus. Um, <laughs> it's the same where he just dips out and leaves and oh, lets Moody die. <laughs> oh. oh, well, actually, that makes more sense in Moody because he's the guy who sto- who steals the locket. Yeah, the whole locket yes. horcrux. Which, by the way, what a kind of like, like a cuck of an ending, like for like the sixth one, because we do all this shit to get this fucking fake locket, and like Dumbledore almost dies, and that makes it more dramatic that he actually dies later on, and then it's not even the real thing. Like, come on, man, they worked so hard for that, yep. and then you know, like James Gam or Michael Gambon, like you know, he gave us all in that scene, man, all for nothing, all for nothing, yeah, all for nothing. But yeah, like I like I like this movie the more cause, okay. So I have a love hate relationship with this movie because it's like it's so slow and so dramatic and so serious, but at the same time it's kind of goofy because like um, especially when like you were the scene you were talking about Dan with uh, when they go to the ministry and they oh, yeah. impersonate that's so goofy and they're like oh and plus like a lot of poly, polyjuice potion uh, scenes in this because they all pretend to be hairy to yeah. get to get away from the Death Eaters and stuff. And then so. the next movie they do Bellatrix, and we'll get to that later. But um, that's the next movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is the next movie. Wow, they really pulled that trick like three times in this book. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> that's a little. Uh, yeah. So they get to the Weasley's house, right? That's yep. They, they go to the burrow, and which then, is inexplicably returned back from being on fire and burned yep. down to the ground. Yeah, was, that's my note I had. I was like, oh, somehow this is back together. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I never thought about that because I always skip this one whenever I'm watching because it's like, it's it's all about the character development and like, I already know these characters. I want to just skip right to the action. So, yeah, so like I just, for, I completely forgot that detail. Yeah, and isn't it, uh, 
Fred gets injured? Or is it Fred or is it George that gets injured? It is George that it gets injured. It is George? Uh, okay. Yeah, George gets injured, yes. Yeah, I can't tell them apart. They're too good at being the same person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, Ron's had enough at that point and uh, wants to kill anything, and he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, so this is more, I think of this more as, as Ron's movie. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, because his, his like, how we were talking about in Goblet of Fire, his kind of bubbling over of, like, I'm jealous of Harry this gets amplified in this one because he's like, I'm losing everything. Harry didn't really have anything to begin with. So he's like sort of just on level one the entire time with like, you know, his anger. Uh, But Ron, he's like witnessing everything that in his life fall apart. It's especially prevalent at when he starts wearing the locket around his neck. Yeah. That amplifies it even more. And yeah. So like you can really see like the jealousy, like so now we're getting into like the romance between Ron and Hermione and his his kind of like possession over her, I guess in a way. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, uh, you know, it's like Harry's talking, just joking with her, and she's like, and he's like thinking in his head, like that's my girl, you yeah. know. And like, and I know that like I've hated her the entire series, and I've I've said that like, I didn't want nothing, nothing to do with her, but like that's my girl, mm-hmm. and you know. So I like the, I like and I don't like the, because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. But I do like the kind of like battling between uh, different emotions in this movie and like how Ron is super jealous the entire time. Ron, uh, there's a random scene in this next where um, they have a wedding randomly. Yeah, Bill Weasley has a wedding. Like, yep. <laughs> okay, that's it's very uh, spontaneous, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets attacked and then people start dying and then it's like, oh, chaos. Love yeah, it. I like how they – or sorry, you go, James. I was just going to say, in the books, Harry did not attend the wedding, or at least he did not attend the wedding as Harry. Oh. He used uh, poly. Uh, no, I don't think he used poly. He used like <laughs> charms to like change his hair color and stuff. Like not too much, I think, uh. is what they did. But either way, he he pretended to be a Weasley cousin. <laughs> yeah, gross. <laughs> it's a lot of Weasleys. I'm glad they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't do that for like in the movie because like Daniel Radcliffe with red hair would look really weird. Daniel Radcliffe yeah. with any other hair color would look really weird. Like he'd look like KJ Appa. Like KJ Appa doesn't look like a person to me. He looks like a robot, like an android. I'm not sure if anyone else gets the same effect, but I, like I don't. Oh, you don't? No. He just looks really weird to me. That's how I think Daniel Radcliffe. I think Daniel Radcliffe looks weird too, man. Like he's super pale. <laughs> you know, I just realized that. <laughs> kind of like how Matt Smith looks like a Sphinx cat. Like Daniel Radcliffe's huh. like really pale. I I can see it, the Sphinx Cat thing. Yeah, I brought it up on the Last Night in Soho podcast. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna add. Uh, after this wedding scene, once it gets attacked and crashed, that's when Harry, Ron, and Hermione go on their journey. Um, in the books, a thing that I really like that was mentioned during this like decision to go off and chase the Horcruxes. Um, Remus Lupin, he wanted to join them. Um, he came to Harry about this and wanted to join them. Um, and Harry yelled at him oh, and gr- said no. And the reason being, uh, Tonks, his girlfriend, is pregnant with their child um, in oh. the book. It is not explored at all in the movie and oh. makes their ending a lot more tragic. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, Lupin wanted to go with them, and Harry was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not abandoning your child, you asshole. Go be a man and be with your girl. He didn't want to raise the kid because he was worried about his werewolf blood. Fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Speaking of, um, 
it, I could not take you seriously that whole time because I was looking at weirdly yeah. weird Voldemort above his head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I that popped up halfway through my thought, and I very nearly lost it, but I, I tried to keep going. Yeah, I, I <laughs> oh, lost. There he I is. lost it like right after you started. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I tried to focus on like Lupin, Werewolf. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah, uh, love of his life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so sad though yeah. man and also yes. like i like how it adds kind of like uh, uh, the dimension like the reason i like Sirius a lot as a character is because it's not because i said this in the last one or the two two ones ago um he's not a, a genuinely like good like father figure he's not the best pick and that's what in lupin you know you think you think in, in like harry's eyes he's the best um like teacher, best mentor, like he's one of the, he's one of the best, right? But he's not, he's actually kind of a little bit of a coward in that sense. And then, you know, like Harry has to set him straight. So like, um, it's kind of like a big moment for Harry in that moment in the, um, like, don't meet your heroes kind of thing where like you look up to these people and they're not exactly they're like, they're human, you know? So I like that. I like that JK Rowling was like, she likes to, she can add flaws. And I think that's what makes good characters. You always have to like, um, that's why like Jamie Lannister's like, you cripple him, you know, and now he's like, so he's more like endearing in that sense. So you say that as if I know what the fuck Game of Thrones is about. <laughs> you, I think you dipped out right around that episode where he gets his hand cut off, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, spoiler alert, God. <laughs> How do you dip out of that? Like the show is so amazing and then it, it's mm. good for one more season and then don't. Don't go the rest of the way for the show. See, I'm good. House of the Dragons doing okay. It's only been one episode as of recording. It's doing okay. It's, it's doing okay. <laughs> they what? They they nailed the 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 pilot. It's pretty good. Solid. You know. I, I it's promising. Whatever. <laughs> What's the next scene? So they're on. So they're on their adventure now. Or is the ministry next? Or is that the ministry is next? Yeah. So they escape the wedding after it gets attacked. And then soon after is when they go into the ministry. Yes. Yeah, so basically, the whole thing of the ministry is they they see. Oh, I see fucking Umbridge. Oh my god, that bitch. She's awful. Um, <clears throat> but also a great character. I hate her. <laughs> I love. I love the her. fact that her personality does not seem to have changed whatsoever after wearing the locket for who knows how long. Yeah. So she's just like that. She's just a bitch. She's just like that. <laughs> so you've always been this way. <laughs> can't um, make what's already awful any worse yeah. <laughs> um, she's telling everyone to do their owls 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 oh, W-L's oh god <laughs> stop, stop that <laughs> nailed it dude thank you I don't like that at all okay so <laughs> moving on to uh, where are oh we? yeah I, I just want to point out with the Ministry of Magic scene i thought those actors did so well portraying harry hermione and ron it's hard to like remember that these are not the actual actors playing these characters they are random people that came on set and are acting as the trio yeah Yeah, it is really yeah i didn't think about that and we'll talk about in this in the next one um i read a meme where it's just like uh her uh, Emma Watson taught Helena Bottom Carter um, to do to play Hermione to play Bellatrix to play Hermione. Yep, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> Inception on like three different levels of like acting, and yeah, I think it was a very well done scene in you know in the in the whole thing. So yeah, no, they are very believable as the trio. 
as I, the- I think my absolute favorite from that hole was just when Runcorn, the guy that Harry is pretending to be, um, there he's talking to Hermione's character. I forget her name, and they're talking about how they need to find um, uh, Umbridge as soon as possible. And they're in the elevator, and then all of a sudden the elevator door opens, and there she is. And his face, the guy that plays Runcorn, it just <laughs> is so funny. It just drops like. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just remember Ron having like a super derp face running out once, like when they, for some reason they're wet or something. I forgot reason why. Yeah. He had to clean up the bot, like the head of the department of magical, the, the cops. He had to clean the head cops office. Cause it was raining. It was charmed to be permanently raining. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he so. was the one responsible for fixing it. <laughs> I just remember like Rupert Grint's like, Oh, he's running. This is a super dirt face. <laughs> he's a great actor, though. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you got to um, even it out. So so now we're in the uh, chamber with Umbridge talking to um, whatever whoever's wife it is. The, one of the guys they're portraying. The guy that plays Ron. The one that Ron is playing. Yeah, yeah I, I forget his name as well. I just remember Ron Corn. His, his wife is being, like, interrogated or something like that. Yeah. And then... Harry's character just like pew. <laughs> it's He's like, well, kitchen. fuck this. I see the locket. Let's just go for it, boys. And yeah. doesn't tell anyone else what he's doing until he's doing it. Because well, yeah. he's the main Typical character. Typical Harry style. Yes, he's the main character. Harry Styles? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we're just talking about uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're just talking about that. Um, but yeah, that's what I said. Get fucked on bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he like stupefies her, right? Yeah, I, it's one of those. Yeah, like he not, stupefies her. Yes, he does stupefies her. Okay. Yeah, Mary. <laughs> and then he turns, he turns back into Ron, and then it's really awkward for a couple seconds. <laughs> but yeah, they get out of there pretty quickly, and then they're on an adventure in the forest for like six months. So, yes, which is like basically the heart of the movie. Yeah, and not a lot happens. It's just them walking, uh, Ron with his fucking radio. Um, wearing the locket with a with a sling, so he's in just constant pain and, and discomfort. And I, I don't know about you, the radio thing really pissed me off in the movie. So like, I felt what they were feeling, you know, the radio thing. He's just like listening to the oh, radio, like, to the just radio. like a police You're scanner. Dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it makes like it really. However, they directed it, it was like it got me into it, you know. Yeah, but then while they're going, like this whole thing dives into Harry and Hermione's relationship really well. Yeah. And just shows how good friends they are in this, not in a romantic way. They're just really good friends. Yeah. And Ron being under the spell, that spell, he's like, nah. And I mean, from the outside looking in, (laughs) if you didn't know anything about these characters, you might assume, I mean, they're dancing at one point, like slow dancing, like, huh, that's okay. Which was (laughs) not in the books, if I'm correct. Right, James? Like the, sorry, I was trying to find something. What was this? The dancing scene. The dancing scene, correct, was not in the books. That was something made for the movies. I thought that was a a great kind of like understanding of the characters Mm -hmm. to do that, to build upon what J.K. wrote. Like, it's perfectly encapsulates what you're saying, Dan, their relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, five stars for for that that scene. I mean, these characters have come a long way. And even the people portraying the characters have come a long way. And they've been with each other since the beginning. So, like, it just kind of makes sense that like this is like part one of goodbye and it's like yeah oh you know, none so of them say goodbye to what i was pulling up here 
is th- this is the book. This is the Deathly Hollows book for those that can see. And my, it's very overblown. I'm sorry. Uh, this right here. This is like, oh, the white pages is not great. But there you go. all that is camping. Oh, wow. That's like. Like, this is from the uh, first camping to Gringotts. It's like a good half the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'd say like a third, but a yes. Third? Okay. It's a lot of the it, book. It yeah. is. It is. And like, well, that's, you almost, you, you, I don't know. For, it's something that's like cool to see. I don't want to rewatch or reread that. I don't want to read it. Because because like once you get, <laughs> I don't want to read <laughs> But yeah, it's it's very much like something that like you feel like needs to happen, needs to be explored once, and then it's just unfortunate that that's a, such a big part of these movies and that book yeah. that like kind of brings it down a little bit, you know. It's hard to explain. Then they go to Godric's Hollow, so at one point, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, see Harry's parents' grave, and oh, that was a, was a nice very scene. touching, very touching scene. Yeah, um, and then that. Uh, Dumbledore's sister? No. No, brother. Brother. No, he talks about their sister. Talks. No, no. Who, was, that a, was it a woman that was there? Or was it a man? I don't remember. At Godric's Hollow? You're talking yeah. about Mathilda Bagshot? Mathilda Bagshot. That's her name. She's not related to yes, the Dumbledores. Yes. However, she's a family friend of the Dumbledores. That's her name. Oh, uh, okay. She's also the author of... Um, it's one of the magic history books. I don't remember which one, but she like the one of the freshman year history books. I think it might even be Hogwarts history. Either way, yeah. she's a historian, a yeah. wizard okay. historian. So she takes him and does a little more, um, more plot setup and everything, uh, and talks about Grindelwald a little bit, aka Vecna. Um, <laughs> so that was yeah, it's true. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> which, which is me. Okay, so. I want to kind of rant about Fantastic Beasts. Uh, we know where Grindelwald's going to end up. He ends up in just in Azkaban forever. So, like, in a way, a lot of a lot of the Fantastic Beasts series is like, we know where we're going. You're not doing much to really keep me interested in the meantime. Like, there's not a lot of twists and turns. He's just kind of like, oh, he does this this time, and he, oh, he does this 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 other time. Um, yeah, funnily enough, I just started watching Better Call Saul. Actually, Dan has too. Um, and I feel the same way about that with Saul Goodman. Because like, we know yeah. this is a prequel to Breaking Bad. I mean, I'm only on season one. I don't know where it goes from here. And I'm not saying it's bad, but I'll, it I'll definitely removes the stakes from any scenes that he's in when I know he can't die. Um, they only but do I think that. they do a good job of building that tension with the rest of the cast because I don't know these people. I'll say this, though. They they only do that kind of like fake out death thing once in the entire okay. series, and there's another story after Breaking Bad with him. All right, so after the right, he's gonna love that show. <laughs> all right, all right. After the, they leave Godric's Hollow and do all that whatever information dump they got, they're back in the forest. Ron, oh no, no, not Ron. <laughs> so Harry goes off and just kind of like fucks off because he sees a Patronus and um. Oh yeah, Ron at this point is away from he runs away. He's yeah, like, he, Fuck he, everybody. Bi- he bitch boyed out yeah. so a while ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So Harry sees the uh oh, what sword is it? The Chamber of Secret Sword, whatever it's called. The uh, Sword of Gryffindor. Sword of Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Gryffindor sword. Yeah. So okay. he sees that at the bottom of this frozen river. Or pond, whatever you want to call it. It's like, ooh. It's like, ooh, I have to get in there and 
almost fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> he... <laughs> until Ron saves him. Um, so that was a uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, Ron was still around, mm-hmm. um, but not before. Or yeah, so he rescues him from the from the pond. Yes, from drowning, and then uh, we get uh, a spicy scene that I, I at the time was very much talked about. Um, yep. By, by like all the tabloids and stuff like we get to see harry's butt and like a harry and hermione look like they're about like they're kind of doing it in like the black smoke once they open up the the horcrux yeah for real yep. and then who who slap i think it was ron who he's the one who smashes yes. it with the yes. sword right ron gives the official last blow fun fact every character not every character but um a different person destroys each of the horcruxes yep no no person destroys two horcruxes harry himself only destroys one and that's the diary in chamber of secrets yep because he doesn't kill or destroy any uh yeah he doesn't destroy any horcruxes so harry these two movies harry does the diary yep voldemort does harry yes uh ron does the locket neville does the snake Neville does the snake um, Hermione does the cup. Yep. Hermione does the cup. Who That's does the down tiara? in the Chamber of Secrets? Uh, the tiara is destroyed by Crab when he burns down the Room of Requirement. Right. And then what's the seventh one? Oh, Voldemort. Um, the well, well, last Harry, one. Or hold, sorry, Harry, Harry kills Voldemort at the end, right? Well, there's, you're missing one. There's eight total. Voldemort would be the eighth. Okay. Who's um? Wait. So we have. Diary, cup, oh, the ring. Dumbledore destroyed the yeah, ring on the his ring. own. That's why I had the black hand. That was in Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. The gang's back together now, and then they go and see um, Luna's father. Yes, yeah, Xenophilius. Right. Where yeah. we get a... Wait, his name is Xenophilia? Xenophilius. Oh, okay. With an S at the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got like a like a predilection for uh, and for aliens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, he does. He loves them. And uh, so he does this whole uh, info dump on the Deathly Hallows story, which I'm a sucker for backstory and interesting exposition. Like Dude, that. I love the way they did that Ex- whole yeah. thing, especially when it's animated. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I remember hearing something where. There, three characters represent each three of the brothers, right? Is it, I think it's Harry, Dumbledore, and Snape. They all represent different different ones, right? Yeah. Harry yep. is the Harry's the resurrection because he greets death like an old friend, right? He's the invisibility cloak because he's oh, the owner right. and inheritant of the invisibility cloak. You're right. Okay, Harry's he, the invisibility he's a direct cloak. descendant of the brother from the story mm. that goes that's in the books. Okay, so Dumbledore is the um. The, the elder wands. Yes, and then yeah. Snape is the resurrection stone. Yeah, his obsession with the dead. Yep. You know, okay. Lily and all that. That one's a little tenuous, but I'll take it. It makes sense, and what, if you think about it enough, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a. Her, I, I love her, that scene. It's probably her. one of the better scenes of the movie. And they have a chase through the forest, which <clears throat> is probably my favorite action scene in, out of any of these movies. The forest scene? I love the sound design. I love the tracking shots with them running through the through the forest. It's silent. It's just, just you hear the wands going off, the heavy breathing, and the, the yeah. sticks breaking. And that's all you hear. And it's just like, like Hermione almost gets shot a couple times. And like, I was, I was riveted. Reminds me a lot of uh, Logan. Yeah, it's a little bit like Logan, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's kind of like, reminds me of like, um, the same kind of technique they used in Half-Blood Prince, when uh, Harry, right after the, the um, or right before the house, the Weasley house gets burned down, 
um, he runs right into the cornfield and then he kind of takes a moment and it's just silent and Mm -hmm. then you hear like heavy breathing and stuff. So I like that kind of like sound design that they were able to do in that. Yeah. You know? Um, And then Hermione (laughs) fucks up Harry's face. That's hilarious. Right, because she's scared because they're going to get captured by the Malfoys. Yep. And then I genuinely don't, I'm genuinely confused on like, does Malfoy not recognize him? I think he knows. For real? No, I think like, he knows. I feel that, yeah. Malfoy recognizes, yeah. Okay, so at that, so what at that point was like motivating him to not kill Harry? Because I don't think we... He, he's not fully all the way in. None Draco the, is terrified are. and just trying not to die at this point. I don't think any um, of them are fully invested. Any of the Malfoys. I mean, really, it was just Lucius. He's the only reason Barely. they are Death Eaters <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, especially now, now that he's not in the good graces of Voldemort anymore. Um, yeah, he, they're definitely not as loyal or okay. respecting of him while still fearing the hell out of him. They do not want to piss him off. So they're um, like, so he's kind of hedging the bets by being like, yeah. If I die from Voldemort, uh, at least I'll have a fighting chance with Harry. In the meantime, so I'm just so Lucius. Why is Lucius not in the good graces? Is it because he got like fucked up in Order of the Phoenix or something like that? Or um, there's multiple mistakes that he's made in the past. The first one was the fucking up of the diary. That was his responsibility to get it to Ginny and make sure it like overtook them. And that's how he's supposed to come back. But it got foiled and Voldemort blamed the Malfoys for that. Um, And then in addition, there's just been other mistakes that he's made along the way. Mistakes, according to Voldemort, Mm -hmm. um, that have caused them to not be as loved by them. And also uh, Voldemort's fully taking advantage of them by you know, renting out their house for Death Eater stuff mm, and whatnot. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, and then Draco failed to kill Dumbledore, and yep. then Snape had to do it. Which yep. Snape is? I, well, we'll get to him in the next movie, but like one of my favorite characters. Okay. I just okay. I get yeah. <laughs> really, didn't. but like the set, then I, I consider the next movie his movie. Yeah, you know, but um. Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting that Mal- Malfoy is like kind of like playing both sides right now, and then like, uh, and somebody's got to explain to me later on how exactly the Elder Wand, who the owner is. We'll get, we'll get I'm to very that. confused on that we'll, too. We'll get to that. All right. Okay, so let's talk about Dobby first. Dobby, no. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about it. He got so, fucked up. We saw him first earlier in the movie. We didn't talk about it. I was like, oh, Dobby. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is coming later in the movie." Um, but yeah, no, Dobby uh, saves them all from uh, from Voldemort coming to the uh, mansion or whatever the hell they're in, um, and teleports them all away, but not before getting stabbed, like a, a dagger thrown right into the uh, portal or whatever the hell it is that they yeah, the, like the apparition yeah, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, what a good and then he has like some triumphant like line. He's like, Dobby, Dobby's a free elf. Dobby is a free elf. That's yep. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is what is written on his grave. Mm-hmm. No, it's Dobby's line is Dobby is happy to be with friends. And Dobby is a free elf. He says that too. No, like he says it I'll to see. Bellatrix like, say, right it, right before it. they apparate. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But not yeah. as he's dying. 
No, oh, I yeah, think yeah, Dobby's, yeah, yeah, Dobby's no. like happy to be with friends. Like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Such a heartbreaking. Gosh, I thought you were talking about that one. No, 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 no. And we, I already, I already went on a rant about this a while ago, and it's a TikTok. So check it out. Um, but Dobby's, I never thought I cared that much about Dobby, and it's like really interesting to see that come full circle in this movie. So. Yeah, like he's much more prevalent in the books, um, as James yes. will probably tell you. Uh, but I think he still should have been in some of these other movies, honestly. At least just to show up for half a second and say something stupid or like get, you know, just be dumb. Well, like kind of like, kind of like a Maz Kanata type. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, be a, just be there, more present. But like, I know in the fourth and fifth, he's just like a background character that pops up a few times. He's what um, Jar Jar Binks should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unpopular opinion, I think, I think Jar Jar was done, utilized in a good way after the first one. I mean, yeah, he's also yeah. in Clone Wars too. So, yeah, yeah. Clone Wars is still fucking annoying. He can't, <laughs> oh he, yeah, he's still can't, there. He can't be the main character. He, no. he just can't. It's, it doesn't doesn't work. But yeah, there was some Clone Wars episode I think that was like all Gungans or something, and I like five minutes in, I just skipped it. <laughs> I couldn't I'm watch done. it. I was tired of it. <laughs> all right, so back to the movie. Uh, they end up burying Dobby or saying they want to bury Dobby and Voldemort gets the elder wand. That's the end of the movie. So, yeah, right. Um, and then they replay, I thought it was really weird. They replay that scene of him getting the elder wand in fine. the opening of the second it, one. I'm just but like, it, it mixes with the theme of how they've been doing those montages. Like it, they kind of kept the theme the same for the yeah, first okay. and the second part. I just, I, I didn't like it either. I'm just not a fan of like them repeating full scenes. Like, cause that's the most annoying part of like, um, watching Halloween too. Because they just do the last 20 minutes of the first movie, and then they only have an hour of content for the, for the rest of the movie. Mm. So, it, I don't know. All right. Well, basically, the first, this first part starts off with Hermione becoming Bellatrix for part two. <laughs> That's where yeah. we are now. Um, yeah, so they get to uh, Green, Green, uh, Gringotts, Gringotts Bank. Bank. Yeah. And uh, good morning. Oh wait, I'm not myself. <laughs> yeah, just like good evening. <laughs> Mike like, Wazowski. <laughs> no, the other people are just like, is that, is that spell tricks? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, is she in a good mood today? That's weird. <laughs> Fucking weird. Um, this also reminded me of when they actually get into the bank and start going through the tunnels and everything. Is that like an actual Universal ride? Because that sounds really fucking cool. It does look cool. Yeah, it's not. A it universal? should be. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Way. I feel like there is like a train car ride. I feel like I've seen it. I know it there's the Hagrid motorcycle. Okay, that was a big yep, thing. I knew that's a thing. Yeah, I I, I have no clue. I've never well, been to Universal. I know. I just made. Is it like you would have heard of it or something? All right. Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So they they go through the the tunnels and everything, and they find uh, a dragon. So yeah. That's cool. Basically, it's getting treated poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor this this whole beginning part is just the wrapping up the fun and games, I guess. Of however fun the first one is, yeah, uh, I wouldn't really call that fun. Games, it's just another right. quest. Like they have to they have to go to the to get the fucking the cup, right? Yeah, they want to go get the cup, which is it, one of the horror cruxes. And yeah. then it has like a bun- like a duplicating oh hex God, on it or yeah. something, which is really annoying to watch. <laughs> fucking wild. I, I feel bad for the janitors. Like I could clean that up. <sighs> yeah. Know? Also, they get portrayed. By uh, fucking uh, Warwick Davis, yeah, who yeah, plays yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, the goblin, yeah, goblin, yeah, yes, the goblin. 
We have the name of the curse is the Gemino curse. That's the thing that multiplies them all. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's, Gem- uh, Gemino, Gemino, yeah. It's Gemino. Yeah. Gemino. Um, yeah. Kind of like Gemini, um, yeah, he or... plays, yeah. I believe in, yeah, he plays in this grip hook, which is the goblin that we've, he's been with them. He's the one that wants the sword afterwards. Uh, he was in the first movie as well, yes. but he did not play grip hook. He played a different goblin. Um, well, Warwick so Davis. That was interesting. Yes. Yeah, Warwick Davis. Yeah, I know he played Professor Flitwick. Both yes. iterations of him. Yes, um, and I be- I'm fairly positive he was also a goblin. Oh, that's cool. In the first one, hmm. yeah. So, so they escape the, uh, or they end up escaping on the dragon. Yeah, and then cool. they get dropped in the lake, and then we get like uh, Harry freaking out a little bit. Um, yeah, having a having a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so like. Ha- Makes me wonder, I lied. He did do the voice of Grip Hook in the first one, but he uh, did not play Grip Hook; just voiced him, I guess. Okay, and then also was credited as Goblin Bank Teller. Oh, okay, yeah. Sense. So, um, is Voldemort just like super, just super powerful? Because he does this in Order of the Phoenix. Um, he can just get in everyone's head and start just like, like talking to them. I just thought it was like the connection between him and Harry. Yeah, That's what did it. Well, but yeah, that is mostly what does it, unless like he can do it, I guess, for Hogwarts or whatever that whole thing is at the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, no, him and for Harry, that's Hogwarts, just for him. I believed he used the spell. I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but they used it in Goblet of Fire, the one that makes your voice really loud. Oh, they um, hold up their wand to their throat and then. Yeah, I think he just like echoed his voice. Like it wasn't in their heads; it was just. Like a loudspeaker. Echoed throughout the building. Yeah, yeah, like a loudspeaker, the PA system, but then Harry's is just to him. Yeah. I believe is kind of uh, you know, So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, because they do it in where he's like, he's like, everyone, you must surrender or yeah. face the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So, before that, though, they go to Hogsmeade Station and find Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. Um, oh, so he is in the, in the second. Okay. Yes. I just don't remember seeing. And then they have a secret tunnel to Hogwarts, right? That's mm-hmm. how they get to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot from of the, the there, Hogshead yeah. Aberforth's bar. Or no, not the Hogshead. The goat something. He's a goat fucker in the books. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, not actually a goat fucker, but he in the books is like shunned from the magical community for unspeakable acts against goats. And like a lot of people think he fucks goats. He's a goat fucker I mean, or he he's could, a goat satanic killer. He could just so. be like, <laughs> you know, like the Northmen, like just like gut them and like skin them and like display them really grossly. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's get off that topic. <laughs> let's talk Double about his family's fuck, bro. Let's talk about um, his family. I would actually. Sorry, what was that, Dan? I was going to say, let's talk about his family. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I wanted to talk about his family because yeah. it is not nearly talked about enough in the movie good um his backstory dumbledore's i have reference now that we're at this point albus and aberforth um they had a very tragic upbringing with their sister ariana um i I wrote down a few highlights here ariana as a child about six years old was beat violently by muggles by um because she was seen using her magic and she couldn't repeat it because she had no uh. control over it. She was beat down and she grew like a PTSD 
from this. She refused to use magic. She had no, like she did not use magic. And then for those that have seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first one, um, she becomes an obscure eye, which is where your magic is so repressed and it's inside you and like bursting to get out and like it's erratic and crazy and causes outbursts. She develops this and that causes her to accidentally kill her mother when she is 14. Albus at this point has graduated from Hogwarts and Aberforth is still in school because of this. Oh yeah. The father also is an Azkaban because he beat those muggle boys, uh, that abused her, his daughter. Rightfully so. Um, what? Rightfully so. Yes. Um, so yeah, Ariana accidentally killed her mom. Um, so Dumbledore heads back home to take care of her. Cause Aberforth cannot, this is when they meet Grindelwald because he was expelled from Durmstrang for his extreme beliefs and views on magic. Um, then Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore, develops very strong anti-Muggle ideologies. He is on the same side as Grindelwald, mm. and they want to set off into the worlds to help eradicate or put the Muggles in their place. Um, yeah, uh, like Dumb- Albus Dumbledore was like a good old Joseph Goebbels or so whatever you want to say. Nice. Damn. <laughs> um, Why isn't this the story of Fantastic Beasts? This is, y- this yeah, is so much yeah, more you know, right? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and then um, they wanted to leave. Aberforth was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is crazy. Um, they ended up getting into a massive fight between Grindelwald, Albus, and Aberforth. All three of them are dueling back and forth each other. And in the crossfire of this fight, as Ariana's trying to break it up, she is tragically killed. And no one has any idea who delivered the final blow. They just know she died. <laughs> um, and this is what caused the massive tension between Aberforth and Albus. <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. And then that's how, well, that's like the turning point for Albus to be like, Hey, Grindelwald, isn't that cool? Yeah. That's when he realized, you know, this maybe isn't the best. I'm not and eventually he, <laughs> yeah. And and eventually <laughs> he atoned or tried to atone and spent the rest of his life helping muggles Dude, that's, them. that's such a good story why isn't that the story of, oh my god who gives a <laughs> shit about newt scamander seriously granted that might be the plot of secrets of dumbledore but i'll never fucking know no, not, i've seen it it's awful it's so bad oh, okay. <laughs> cool. no it's literally just like grindelwald tries to rig an election and then it doesn't oh. work out for him and that, that's it they glow up a fucking neville hell oh, oh neville Neville, my boy. He's much better in the book, might I add, um, especially the end scene. Oh, speaking of our boy, that's, that's him, right? That's him, that right? Him. Yeah. That's, that's him. That's him. Um, yeah, uh, he has a very big glow up. And at the end, he has an amazing monologue against, like, speaking directly to Voldemort that is not the same vibe in the movie. Oh. Yeah, well, that's, like, at, like, the crossroads when, like, right after Harry dies and then well let's bring this let's bring this back up when we get to that um yeah so they uh sneak harry in oh my god harry oh my god oh my god it's good to Um, see you yeah 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 and uh so then uh snape finds out harry's at hogsmeade so he summons them all to the chamber the the dining hall yeah the Yeah. yeah um the great hall the great hall um 
And then Harry just comes out and like, hey, he's like, yeah, boy, you want, what's up? You got some beef? Who <laughs> fuck you up, Snape? Yeah, and then he fucks him up. But, and then, and then McGonagall's like, how dare like, you stand where he stand? Stood, whatever. McGonagall fucks him up. <laughs> great, great line. Yeah. You know, he's like, shame on you. Yeah. Uh, and then Snape's just like, I can't reveal my ultimate plan just yet. Uh, uh, shit. So I'm going I'm to leave completely <laughs> just like, you know, um, there's a theory out there that like he, he, um, in- instinctive or like de- uh, deliberately deflects oh, McGonagall's yeah. uh, at the Death Eaters because he kills both of them on accident. He yeah, deflects yeah. it. Um, so is what James? What do you think? Is he that is that did. like part of? Oh the- yes, oh, yeah. for sure. This was intentional. I mean, you could see the single spell. I mean, it hit both of them, and they were standing on either side of him. Um, uh, the Caros were their names. I don't remember their first names. That's how unimportant they are. Yeah. But well, they got fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so they take back Hogwarts for the meantime. Yes, because they had to find the hor- Horcrux for Rowena Ravenclaw's tiara thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they fucking <laughs> they, they imprison every last Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fucked yeah. up. I was like, oh, like what? Okay. Like, you know how we were talking about in the first one where, like, like houses, like, cause division? Like, what if you're just some random, like, what? Right, so as we know, Harry's kid um, yeah. turns out to be a Slytherin, but he's still good of heart. Uh, yeah. And same thing with um, what's his name, Scorpius. They're good kids. What? If, yeah, and they could, they, I, they would theoretically get imprisoned. Because I think it's worth noting that like most of their parents are Death Eaters. Most, so like not all, pretty well, much all. Well, at least the seniors. Well, that's fucking stupid because then that's not. I know realistic. Crab and Goyle as well as obviously Draco's parents are all Death Eaters, mm-hmm. and that's like half the Slytherin senior boys. That's fair. I'm just saying, it's a little unfair to the kids who are like, I'm just here to be a school and like just trying to learn. And then this fucking dark wizard took over. Like, you know. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, when, where's potions class, you know? So when they get to the room of requirement and all that stuff, how the fuck can Ron speak parcel tongue? I didn't know that. <laughs> Harry talks he in his sleep. said that he heard Harry in his sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty BS excuse. But that's, that's a really what BS excuse. excuse. What? I mean, but if he says the same line to open up, because it only takes one line. To open up the Chamber of Secrets. So if he yeah. says Hasara, has, oh, it's the Chamber. You just have to yeah. say open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. parcel tongue. I think you could figure it out. You know, like everyone knows how to say hello in Spanish, right? Harry's probably got to be saying like, like open in uh, parcel tongue. <laughs> parcel tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it? It's parcel tongue is the language. Parcel mouth is the person who speaks the language, right? I've never heard yes. of parcel mouth, but okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like Harry is Harry a is a mouth. parcel mouth. He speaks parcel tongue. Got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I, that always got confusing for me. So yeah, Ron and Hermione go to the Chamber of Secrets to get the um the, the fang thingy. <laughs> oh yeah, the fang. Yeah, I keep forgetting like why they're doing all this shit. Yeah. So <laughs> then they get the cup. They kill that horcrux and then they get drenched and they have a sexy moment um <laughs> yeah oh right, right yeah. yeah uh i get drenched a lot of stuff happens in this movie that it's kind of like just kind of like a checklist i've watched this movie for the battle the big battles that happen in it and the one the one scene that gives me chills to this day um it's such a triumphant moment for me at least um when McGonagall um, opens up the, uh, the the statue men 
Oh yeah, yeah. Where, and like the music yes. starts. It's such a good score moment. It I'm is. just like, oh, they're yes. getting ready. McGonagall's gonna fucking fuck people up, man. I'm so oh my excited. God. And <laughs> yeah. Maggie Smith's delivery of the line. I've always wanted to use that yeah, spell. Yeah, so, so good. Great. Yeah, so good. In the books, a lot of magical creatures were involved in the fight as well. The house elves were taking part, including Dobby and Winky. Or, sorry, not Dobby. Um, yeah, not Dobby. All right, but Winky, and Winky was involved in this, and Creature as well. Um, the centaurs were fighting for the Hogwarts students. The giants were fighting with the Death Eaters, like for the Death Eaters, except Grop. So you had some epic giant, giant, on giant. Uh, grappling between each other and fighting. Um, and uh, the Acromantulas were part of it from the forest. They were also with the Death Eaters. And the Death Eaters also had vampires, which has not even been talked about in the movies whatsoever. Hmm. There's only so much CGI budget, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, this is the was the most or the highest grossing movie of the time. Out of the mm-hmm. time, yeah. yeah. But like it was also yeah, the that. last movie, so they didn't need to worry about it for the next movie. Yeah. Just saying. Um <laughs> This was all revenue, baby. We're not giving that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Harry ends up talking to the uh, the ghost of Ravenclaw or whatever, whatever the her name gray is. The gray lady. Gray lady. Yeah. She's like, or he's like, just give me it, please. And she she tells him where it is after like three different tries. That's he's Ravenclaw. Defiant. Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter, by the yes, way. Yes. Yeah. And it's in the room yeah. of requirement. Of course so. it is. We're all good. We're all things that are lost or found. Or yeah. some shit like that. Right? So, so they go there, and then Ron, I, Ronnie also. I, I'd there. like to quickly, while you're talking about the room of requirement, yeah. mention that this scene. I, I think I might have. I, I believe I did reference this in the previous episode, but um, in uh, book five, when we first see the room of requirement, it is mentioned how there is a tiara sitting there. Oh, that tar oh. tiara is mentioned in the fifth book. Oh, oh. that's cool. In in uh, Half Blood Prince, um. It's all cluttered and filled with a bunch of shit, a bunch of crap. Yeah. But it wasn't in the fifth one. Is that like magically like who it, it, it clears the room designed by who, who requires it? The room fits the requirements needed at the time. And what you often see it as, that cluttered area, that's pretty much where you go. It's said in the book, like students will hide stuff. They don't want to get confiscated there. It's basically like... Um, I, I'm trying to think of just like a big analogy, a big under it's, it's the a bed dump thing. It's a dump. It, it's a know? dump at that point, like oh, where okay. a bunch of lost stuff and missing items go. So then, like it, it takes the requirement of a big battle with fire <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. So like well, that's why it gets like really tall and the pillars and shit yeah. and like you know. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. True. And uh, yeah, it's called fiend fire is the spell it's a very dark and powerful spell that should not be used that's my girlfriend you numpties <laughs> ron <laughs> oh right yeah. um you wouldn't know you didn't watch the movie i watched the movie i'm just like oh i remember that oh i remember it i didn't watch it recently <laughs> voldemort is in like a boathouse or whatever and he's like bring me snape yeah because he's all like snape Gonna fucking die. Because this is when they start figuring out um, who is the owner of the Elder Wand. Yes. So Voldemort's like thinking like, well, it was Dumbledore. Then Snape um, killed him. So he's assuming that 
Snape, um, uh, what's it called? Expelliarmus, uh, it out of yeah. Dumbledore's hand, which or Voldemort gets wrong, and he, um, and Draco is the one who Expelliarmus is him, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Disarms him. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, the ownership of the wand doesn't transfer solely through disarming. Um, if you kill the owner yourself, it also passes its loyalty on to you, the person that killed them. Okay. So it's not just disarming. So Voldemort, um, thinks- which is why Voldemort thinks Snape has control over it. Okay, but really, Draco is technically the owner of the Elder Wand after he disarms him. At this point, no. At, in no, fact, Harry is the true owner because at Malfoy Manor, at the end of the first one, Harry disarms Malfoy. Right, yeah. but the thing I and don't like that about moment. that is that Draco doesn't have the Elder Wand, so he didn't disarm the Elder Wand. He disarmed yes. some random fucking guy's wand. Or, yeah, you know, it's this it's definitely very, uh, like. Eh. And is this the rules only for the Elder Wand? Yes. Okay, because like, yeah. there's a lot of disarming students in throughout the whole entire series like now they're one's own you know um and where did this come from how did they figure that out the disarming thing yeah is it part of like the exposition story that we heard or like does harry just know it randomly i will be honest i don't remember okay because like how does voldemort know either you know so repeat that one more time because i watched the movie today okay how does this is not explained at all? How do Harry sure. and Voldemort know this mechanic? Oh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so like, okay, yeah, um, okay. So they, so Snape dies at this point. He gets R.I.P. Fucking his neck slit by fucking Voldemort, and then yeah. uh, and then he gets uh, a fucking eaten by Nagini. Yeah, and uh, then Harry takes his tears so he can find out the true meaning of what. Yeah. Snape is had wanted to do or whatever, but before that, yes, we find out Fred dies. <laughs> oh right, yeah, Fred's, Fred's oh, dead. Oh, on their way to yep. the, uh, yeah, yeah, Fred, yeah. Fred's dead. Rip, Fred's. Um, uh, not only did Fred die uh, at this point, yeah, we also well, they don't really Reese, mention yeah. it, but we see Lupin and Tonks hand in hand together. Yep. Uh, they died, leaving yeah. behind their child Teddy. Yep. Um, Teddy was born at this point. Um, and yeah, now Teddy is an orphan. Yep. Sucks. And, uh, additionally, we saw Lavender Brown is dead. Right. I thought Ron's that was ex-girlfriend. Tra- that was pretty tragic. Who's yeah. this? And, um, a Jeff, my one, one, you know, the annoying girl in half blood Prince. Oh, was, like dating Ron. She's yeah, dead. Yeah. She eat, yeah eaten she, by she died. She, yep. Yeah. She was eaten by a werewolf. And uh, death that is not in the movie, but is in the book that I think is very sad is Colin Creevy. Colin Creevy is the photographer boy introduced in Chamber of Secrets. This damn son is going crazy. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, uh, Colin Creevy dies and he was not supposed to be at the Battle of Hogwarts. It was explicitly stated that only seventh years seniors were allowed to stay because they were all of legal age. They were 17. Colin, however, being the courageous little Gryffindor boy, snuck back in after they were escorted out of the school and fought and unfortunately lost his life uh, fighting for his biggest idol, Harry Potter. I mean, what a way to go out, though, you know? Yeah. He's a true hero. All right. To the Snape backstory. All right. Which, this is his Darth Vader moment, his and if anyone Vader who knows my defense of Darth Vader, I don't think he's a good man, 
but I think he did one good act towards the end of his life. That All like right. so like you know, okay. So go ahead. So it starts off with uh him and Lily knowing each other as kids and you know the the start of a love interest, then James gets in the way and then yada yada hey, James, yada. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um then it's explained that Harry is a horcrux from Dumbledore. Right. Because it ricocheted off Lily when the spell was cast from Voldemort to Lily. And um Dumbledore's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna harvest this kid when he's, he's ready. <laughs> it's a pig for slaughter. Um and I think it, like okay. that's it for that. That's all that was really talked about in that backstory moment, but yeah. it's stuff you wanted to go into. Again, going into the whole like Lupin's kind of a coward thing, Sirius is kind of like not a good father figure. Dumbledore is also sort of a bad person, but he's <laughs> thinking of it's the train problem, the trolley problem, yeah. where you have the greater good or one person. He wants to sacrifice the one person to help the the greater good, yes. and so you can look down on him as like that's how like um uh kind of like Captain America, the opposite of Captain America. He's like we don't trade lives, you know. Like that Dumbledore's like, yeah, we kind of do. So I like how everyone's kind of the gray, morally compromised in some way. And it's just great character depth and development and stuff. It's very realistic. Um, also, they should have cast another actor to play Snape in the flashback scene because I thought it took place like a year before this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like it supposed to be like, what, 20 years, 30 years ago? Yeah. Um, if it's like him as a child, yeah, it'd be about 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they should have, like, if Adam Driver was a thing back then, he definitely should have been in that flashback scene. Yeah. So, well, hindsight is 2020. Um, don't mention that year to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is there anything you want to talk about with that scene, James? Um, not, not, not particularly. I think it was handled fine, I guess. Uh, in the movie, Harry has her eyes. <laughs> Even though he, yeah, although does he does, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the books, it's a big plot point that Harry has green eyes, just like his mother. Um, blue eyes, and they have that on the posters. It's blue eyes in the movies. In the books, it's green eyes. Yeah, yeah, but they have they, like, they just Harry's... changed it because Daniel has blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, but it's like they amplify it on like all the posters and stuff. It's like, oh, it's blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay so before harry goes to the forbidden forest he meets up with harry or hermione and ron um like the steps or whatever like, no, don't oh go, they go, just go. made out they professed yeah. their love to each other they made it official yeah they did yeah, yeah they did. would go make out and stuff and then yeah isn't um neville with he wants to be with luna he's like i need to go tell luna i love her oh right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah, then he ends up marrying. Her. They are not a couple in the books, by the way. I don't know. I like that. Oh. I like it though. Yeah, the, the two kind of outcasts. You know, yeah. they, they kinda it kind of works. works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he in the books marries Hannah Abbott, who is another student that I don't think is maybe mentioned in the first. Oh, she is mentioned in the first movie because she's the first one to get sorted by the Sorting Hat. Ah, is Hannah Abbott. Got it. But yeah, she she that's who he marries in the books. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, now to the Forbidden Forest. Harry um, opens the snitch finally to find the Resurrection Stone that uh, Dumbledore left for him. And, yeah, he has this moment with the uh, his parents and the dead members of the Order of the Phoenix. Um, 
And faster than falling asleep. Yeah, faster than falling asleep. You get to see Sirius, get Gary Oldman. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love his portrayal of Sirius. It's yeah. great. Yeah. He's really a great actor. Did they keep the same actors as his parents the whole way through? Because I don't remember if they do or not. Yes, they I do? believe they are the same throughout all of them. Yeah. Okay, just making sure because uh, it doesn't look like it at some points, but then it does. I'm just like, wait. What's I reckon James, the guy who plays James, looks he looks the same through. Yeah, but it, Lily looks a little. Lily, Lily might not be. I don't fully remember, but the yeah. guy that plays James, I'm pretty sure, is the same. Okay, cool, cool. cool. So basically, um, in what James was saying in the first episode, um, you know, the there was a prophecy or something with the centaurs. They said that like, uh, are the are they minotaurs? What are they? Um, centaurs. Centaurs. Uh, they prophesied Harry would die in the Forbidden Forest, which he does. At this moment, not earlier. Yeah. So yeah. to Voldemort, which I thought, and then we get kind of like um, sort of like a, a big. I feel like this was thrown in there to be like the big talking point. Like Harry dies. Harry dies in the book. Oh my god! So you think that like what happens in the second half? You know. So you yeah. know. Okay. So where you find out that uh, Voldemort kills his Horcrux. Harry's Horcrux. Yep. So Harry dies. Hagrid has to watch, which is fucking depressing if you have to think about it. He's like, I'll watch that boy grow up. Yeah. Oh, God. That was horrifying. That Even was- more depressing is when you realize that when Hedwig dies, Hagrid's the one that bought Hedwig for Harry. Aww. Oh, man. Aww. Yeah. Hagrid is a fucking tragic character. Yes, he is. He goes through a lot of shit. And then we get gross ass Voldemort. Um, so now Harry is like in this purgatory type situation talking to Dumbledore. It's kind of like a Oh, it's it's literally um King's Cross station. Yeah. But like <laughs> I don't think Dumbledore sees it that way. I think it's only Harry that sees it that way. So Oh, okay. Like the first they, moment that he like really realized in this stepped into this magical world. Like cuz D- Harry uh, Dumbledore's like, "Where do you think we are?" And he sa- Harry says King's Cross station. I was like, "Does he not think we're there?" <laughs> like I I guess I don't think Dumbledore can see where they are. He just sees Harry or something. I think Dumbledore's dead. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't make it any less real. It's kind of just. <laughs> it reminds me of like the um, uh, the Soul Stone scene. From oh Infinity yeah, War. it is like it's yeah, very yeah. much like that. So, goddamn, Marvel's taking a lot from Harry Potter right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, I get it though. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. Um, I, now I, will, I forget. Did the movie discuss why Harry survives here? The resurrection, like how he survives. He does I not thought it was survive because of the resurrection stone. He no. doesn't. Oh, because I no. would have thought. Me too. You get resurrected by yeah. the resurrection stone. Yeah. No. No, because that doesn't like bring you back normally. It brings you back as like a zombie. Okay, so uh, the resurrection stone or ghost, like we saw. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's explained at, in this scene by Dumbledore as to how Harry can go back. It's because in Goblet of Fire, when Voldemort is brought back to life, he uses the blood of the enemy, aka Harry's blood, to bring him back. Harry's blood is what had Lily's protection charm inside of it, that so long as he was protected by her love because of her sacrifice, he would live on. And that blood is in Voldemort's veins as well. So because he took Harry's blood, it allowed Harry to survive because his blood, the protection charm was still living on 
in Voldemort. I hate that, but okay. That, I guess that it, it does makes, make sense, but I hate it. That makes less <laughs> sense in the Resurrection Stone if they just... <laughs> <laughs> and then also now it opens up a question of when Harry finally beats Voldemort, why doesn't Harry die? Because he's back now. So like he, it's like that's when he looking. lost the charm. He he lost that protection charm when, in this moment. When that okay, okay. like when he came back to life, that's when it wore off. Because <laughs> you know, oh, you got your one chance at death. No more mistakes. You know, yeah. It's like, okay, safety net kind of thing. Yeah. I, I wish that was explained better. I just like the resurrection stone. It's simpler, it's better, yeah, whatever. Think, whatever. That's how it is. I, so I feel like that's what they were going with in the movie. Maybe not in the book, but that's what they were going with in the movie. Yeah. So, um. Shut up, son. <laughs> Surreal. My God. Anyway, uh, so I have a question. So Snape and Lily had the same Patronus, the uh, the deer, yes. the doe. Doe. What does that fucking mean? What? So does that mean like they're supposed to be soulmates or some shit like that? Yeah, because like it's, no. Does that mean infidelity? <laughs> no. It is brought up in the books that a Patronus can change in somebody's life when they fall in love oh. and because snape fell in love with lily his patronus assumed her shape um we see this in the books because nymphadora tonks's patronus changes and we don't fully know why at the time but it's revealed to be that she's fallen in love with lupin and so her Patronus has changed to reflect Lupin's, which I don't even remember what it is at this point. Whatever. But um, yeah, uh, it's because he was in love with Lily that it reflects her Patronus. Uh, so back yeah. to Harry being on the ground, Voldemort is like, is he dead? So Narcissa goes to check on him. Um, she, she realizes he isn't dead. And she's like, fuck it. <laughs> He's dead. <Yeah. laughs> now it's the morning. Neville's out front. He sees everybody walk in. Voldemort, and Hagrid, all the fucking uh, yeah, followers this is of Voldemort. Like the low moment. Um, Voldemort's like, "Come on, come to this side. Drink, yeah. drink." And then, <laughs> and then he hugs him. Drink, <laughs> <laughs> he hugs him really weird. <laughs> like Drake, I wrote that in like Drake is getting awkwardly hugged by Voldemort. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it looks so weird. He's getting diddled by his uncle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then, uh, when, then, uh, what's the face? Neville has that monologue that you were talking about earlier, James. So, yes. Uh, so go. Ahead. Yeah. In the movies, I mean, he has his moment in the movies, mm-hmm. but it, he's as quite often the case in the movies treated as a joke. The death eaters are laughing at him and what he has to say in the book. However, um, Voldemort is like, uh, when he, when Neville first starts speaking out, Voldemort's like, oh, you, you're got, you know, good wizard blood in you or some shit. I don't know. He's like, you should join the Death Eaters. And Neville's like, yeah, I'll join the Death Eaters when hell freezes over or some shit like that. Some badass, like, mic drop situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, he stands up to Voldemort and, like, confronts him pretty, obviously they don't fight, but, like, he gets into a verbal altercation with him, like, head on. No fear. This is the courageous Gryffindor we've all been told he would be. Yeah, it's his big, and this big is him. Moment. This is his moment. Yeah. Which do, which do we want to talk about? Um, how Neville could have been the chosen one? Like that's that's like his, like the prophecies that like that. he could. Yeah. Like, his his and Harry's stories match up pretty closely to oh. the prophecy, I guess, to where like um, 
both the parents are tortured or whatever and killed. Well, they're not killed, but um, is that the reason why he's not the chosen one? Because they're not killed? Voldemort sealed his own fate. Uh, it was un- left ambiguous. In fact, it's mentioned in the books. Uh, like It's not like a fan theory. Like It's flat out stated in the books by Albus Dumbledore. Neville could have been the chosen one, but because Voldemort chose to go after the Potters personally, that's what caused um, the prophecy to be sealed in that regard because prophecy itself i I don't remember the exact wording but it mentions how a boy born at the end of july um whatever and that's the same time neville was born um but because voldemort went after the potters it sealed potter as the other person but yeah albus says straight up it could have been neville interesting and like yeah it's really interesting to see what harry could have been because at the end of the day either way Harry would be standing up to Voldemort, you know, mm-hmm. which is, I think that's kind of poetic. So, yeah, no, it yeah. definitely is. Um, so Harry is being, he's in Hagrid's arms and now he kind of just like rolls out and is like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> starts running away and Voldemort's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, My plan has been foiled. And then we get an awesome, just like final battle scene, which a lot of shit happens. Everyone's fighting. Yeah, um, I fucking Malf- hate the, this scene. The Malfoys scurry out like the little chickens yeah. they are. Um, Which I thought is just also poetic. Exactly what they would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we get. I hate this scene. By the way, which one? Uh, the, the, the whole final fight between Harry and Voldemort. I know. I know why. Like the flying scene. Oh, the, that's okay. not at all in the books. No. I kind of like, like they just. They they circle around each other in that like courtyard area yeah. with everyone watching them and like then they do their priori incantatum, which is when the wands collide. Um yeah, none of that flying bullshit happens. I think you need to have I like it being like a private battle in though. So mm. you need every you need to get them away so everyone else kind of fights and does their own thing on the other side of the castle, and then they come back to the courtyard. And then, then they, then they have that one on one. I like that better, but you know, battles aren't very mm-hmm. organized. You two, I hope you know that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, but we get we get a lot of a lot of um, kind of climactic battles. We get um, Mrs. Molly Weasley versus Bellatrix. She's like, "Get away from my daughter, you bitch!" And then fucking. Her, turns her to stone, which is like she's kind of like her Cleopatra. Best Sigourney Weaver moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, I like that. Although at the same time, I do think it it should have been Neville's uh, chance to kill her instead of Nagini. It should I have think, been. I think there's more history there than Molly but, killing her. But still, yeah. But Neville being, I don't know, him cutting the head off. Nagini it is, is pretty yeah, great. It's it, yeah. I think they they picked. They picked one of the better ones that he could have been involved in, but yeah, you know, um, yeah. Then so Voldemort hit that point loses, and he gets dusted before it was cool. Another thing Marvel stole from Harry Potter, right? Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, and also fuck that so much. I know I was just gonna the say that. worst fucking part of the movies <laughs> yeah. because it misses the entire point of his death. He in the books 
falls to the ground, splayed out like any other person would die. The whole point of this story is that he did not escape death. He did not do anything. He died a normal person, just like everyone else. The thing he spent all this time and effort and blood and sweat and tears to accomplish to cheat death. No, he died like any other fucking schmuck. But no, in the goddamn movies, they had to give him some poetic dusting away for some reason and disappears, also making it so the ministry can deny anything because there's no body to fucking discover. I, I hate the way that the movies dusted him like that. Yeah, I definitely agree I with can't that. Tell. I, can't, I can't tell. <laughs> I would have never guessed. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. no, it is kind of bullshit. I get what you're saying. It makes um, a lot of sense. I never thought I never looked at it that way. And yeah. like the theme, like, but that's like the whole reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then the accurate is only, the epilogue is only inaccurate because Ron should be balding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he should be. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's a ginger. They should be balding most of the time. <laughs> um, oh, no, anyway. Chris. <laughs> he already knows. He already knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, the end. It kind of the cycle just starts again with. Albus Severus Dumbledore, or yep. hey, Potter, Potter. Albus Severus <laughs> Potter. Yeah. So, which um, a lot of contention between him naming uh, naming him Severus because a lot of the fans do not. I think James, you're in this camp. You don't like. You don't think Snape is that redeemable. Not that redeemable. Not at all. Especially yeah. by Harry, someone who he set out to make his life as difficult as possible no he should not have had should have been albus serious potter something like that probably or albus hagrid potter yeah hagrid needs more love yeah hagrid needs a lot of love hagrid was the first person to take him into the wizarding world Mm -hmm. first person to show him what this world is about always there for him a loyal friend Mm -hmm. someone that actually treated him as a respectable person and not like a bore Algrid Hagrid deserves a lot more love. Yeah. And I think he should have been yeah. the namesake of Harry's kid oh, well before Severus. Well, he had how many kids did he have? He had like three? Three. He had three, two boys. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think the girl should have been named Minerva or something. Uh, it was named Lily, which yeah. makes sense. Lily's She's okay. Lily, Lily Minerva yeah. Potter. I think that would have been good. You know? I, I forget the middle name. I also forget their oldest name. Uh, oh, it was James something. Yeah. James yeah. Sirius or something, maybe. I don't maybe know. it was Sirius. Let me, let me pull it Sirius up. James. <laughs> Sirius James. He was Sirius James. <laughs> it's just like, just a picture, like a cutout of James's face. And just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, I always get like in trouble with Sep whenever I say Snape is one of my favorite characters in Harry Potter. I'm not saying he's redeemable. I'm saying he's one of my favorites because he's so morally gray. You can end up on either side with him. And he's he's also kind of another tragic character though. So I mean yeah. like he's like the the like poetic version of an incel, you know? And I th- I just think that's kind of great, you know? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. But anyway, uh so that's the uh Harry Potter yeah, series. We're, we're done. Yeah, that's that's the uh entire, you know. <laughs> we didn't we didn't grade um the fir- part 1. So I give that one like a, I think like an eighty. Uh, oh God, me. sweet Jesus! Uh, the first one I give, you know what, seventy five. I'm gonna give seventy five for for part one. It's kind of it's not really my favorite. It's like you know, 
I was going to say an 80. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it's good. It's got a lot of setup and yeah, they're kind of just camping for a while, but like it, it's got its moments and the moments it does have are well done. I liked part one. I think I give it like a, uh, like an 80, 80, 86, 86. Oh. 86. Okay. 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 Respectable. I liked it. I liked it. All right. Yeah. Part two. Part two. Uh, <sighs> It's my second favorite. Mm-hmm. So what did I? I think I gave Half Blood Prince a hundred, right? So I'm gonna well, give this one a ninety-five. <laughs> I I love I love Part Two so much. It's my probably my most rewatched. So see, I forget what ratings I gave all of these on this podcast. So oh yeah, I, me too. I redid my whole thing. Um, oh, I got it. And <laughs> so this one is definitely one of my favorites. This one gets a 91 for me. 91? 91. Ooh. Part two is really good in most spots. Um, <laughs> but it has a lot of good reveals. It has a lot of really good battles. And in a really gross Voldemort. So, <laughs> really gross Voldemort. All right, James. Um, I like this one a lot as well. It is also my second favorite of the series, despite I never said second some of the egregious pre-epilogue endings. Um, also, I know you didn't, but Danny did. I, I forgot he did. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think I give this one, uh, uh, a 90 straight up 90. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go to I, our uh, rankings? Yeah. All right. It's time to do our rankings of the entire Harry Potter franchise minus Fantastic Beasts. Oh God. They okay. don't exist. I don't, don't like exist. those movies at, in any way. Let's I have, will never rewatch them. Let's have our guests start. James. Give us eight through one. Uh, we eight through one. Why wouldn't you say one through eight? Start uh, starting start from eight. at the lowest yeah. or lowest to or yeah, worst to best. Oh, okay, yeah. yes, okay. Uh, my least favorite, Goblet of Fire. Okay, that that is the lowest. Um, then Sorcerer's Stone number one is next. Wait, what? After that, what? The first movie. Oh, oh, oh. Movie, I mean, you said Stone. number one. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Num- like got, movie I, number one. I got you. Uh, next, Order of the Phoenix, movie number five. Um, then Chamber of Secrets, movie number two. What? Uh, what? Sorry. My, my list is just completely different from yours. Okay. So it's mine. All right. Um, then we go. Oh, wait. Uh, then we go number seven, Deathly Hollows, part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then order, uh, not order, um, prisoner of Azkaban, (laughs) uh, movie number three, then deathly hollows part two as my second to top. And then my favorite half blood prince number six. Interesting. It's a very interesting (laughs) list. (laughs) Um, at least the first half is very interesting. According to me. All right. I'll go with mine next. My number eight also starts with goblet of fire. Uh, least favorite. Um, then we go Chamber of Secrets. Then we go Half Blood Prince. Oof. Yeah. Then we go Deathly Hallows Part One. Prisoner of Azkaban. Really, really. Oh my God. Deathly Hallows Part Two. Order of the Phoenix. Whoa. Okay. Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. So. All right. Whatever. I'll, We'll explain all our I'll picks later. All right. But, um, yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'll just go through it real quick. Chamber Secrets, dog shit, hate it. <laughs> uh, Deathly Hollows Part 1, less dog shit. 
uh, Goblet of Fire. I appreciated it more this time around. Uh, Sorcerer's Stone, just because I've seen it so many times, and I know it's going to happen. It's like, all right, Order of the Phoenix, because I was so hyped for that movie when it first came out. Like, you, like, you don't understand how hyped I was. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban, because I've grown to appreciate it over time. Deathly Hollows Part 2, because it's the most action-packed, probably best story that's being told. And then my favorite, Half-Blood Prince, because I gave that one literally 100. So, yeah. All right, so let's explain our little, our weird ones we got here. Our so, top two, or, no, our top three are the same. Yep. Hell well, yeah. yeah going, you got some good picks. I think going <laughs> yeah. into this, the first episode, Azkaban was my favorite one, because I had seen that one most, and I loved that movie. Yeah. It did not sit with me this time around. I don't really? know why. It just didn't sit with me. So I had to push it down to number four. Um, Order of the Phoenix really fucking stuck out to me. I loved that one. I don't know why. I just loved the way that one was done for some reason. I don't know it why. It was really good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you say that as it being a It's, it's my fourth, I think, right? I don't remember. Yes, fifth. it is. Yeah, okay. I, I wrote them all down. <laughs> um, Half-Blood Prince did not do it for me. I, I know you guys have that in like your number one and number two, and it's like... <laughs> Or number one each. It's so much. It's number one each. Yeah. It was too slow for me. I I think it's just because it starts off in such a like a happy place and then gets to such a dark place by the end, and it's so seamless. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it the most. I don't know. And I like it because it's just it's all the setup for the final two movies. This is you know putting the final cogs in place. Obviously, there's still a little more work done in the final two, but this is really where we set up where. It's all going and ending. Uh, Goblet of Fire, at least, was all dog shit. So, except for you, <laughs> except for you, you I appreciate it, like, it more this time around, just because that second or that that last half hour is really good. See, I, Some I, of the I, best I, Harry Potter I think I've ever seen, okay. though. Okay, I wouldn't put Goblet of Fire as dog shit. Like it is the least favorite of mine, but like it, it wasn't dog shit. It's priced like a seventy-five. Like <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't know. I know what you mean. <laughs> Chamber of Secrets is. The worst one, and I you cannot argue with me. Yeah, it's my second least favorite. So it, I've, I've seen it so many times uh, because it's the one movie that they they had access to on Disney Channel. Uh, that's how bad it is. When it came out in two thousand four, they had it on uh, on Disney Channel on in two thousand five, and none of the other ones. So that's 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 saying a lot. So uh, I don't like that movie. All right, so. <laughs> I think that's about it. That's yeah, about it was wrapping this, up on our Harry, Harry Potter, Potter series. Uh, if you like this video, like and subscribe for more content. Um, yeah, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok with the ha- Instagram and Twitter. You yeah, know you got it right. I did get it right. Oh, yeah. Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S-C-E-N-E. It Beforecast. And on Twitter with the handle S-I-B underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass, my letterbox at DJ Wass, or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. And I haven't posted on that channel in like almost a year now. That's okay. I don't post on Twitter. I don't. Yeah. I should probably <laughs> stop advertising it. But I get, I get some views here and there, but whatever. Yeah. And James, uh, you want to plug anything? Hi. Yeah, I'm James. Thank you so much for having me on this long journey in the Harry Potter world. I loved going into it with you. Um, you can find me on Letterboxd at James81XA. And I'd just like to say, I want you to make sure that you stupefy the like button if there is on whatever platform you're watching or, you know, the subscribe button. So that way you can Akio new videos right to your feed. Uh, and I'm trying to think of some other puns, but they're just not coming to me. I can't believe uh. you did that. I, I just looked at Dan and was like, oh my God, he had this all planned. <laughs>
I, when I, I had it well, planned as of about a minute ago. Well, James, <laughs> we appreciate having you. We always appreciate having you on the podcast. Until next time. Um, uh, why are you so dark? Oh, yeah. my God. The sun. <laughs> the sun went The away. sun does not. I need Lumos up in here. Come on. Um, the sun's getting real low, everyone. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Not even the right franchise. <laughs> Doesn't hey, even go hey, here. Hey, they stole a lot from Harry Potter. Yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah, it's been an honor as usual, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>